is time flying for everybody else or just me? Um, I cannot believe it is November the 1st right now as I record this. Welcome to the Film Survivor Podcast. This is Tom Santilli, your host. And uh, yeah, not only is it November 1st, but we just got through the sixth episode. We're almost halfway through, guys. We're almost halfway through season 37, David versus Goliath. And uh, from all accounts right now, it's been uh, pretty darn good season. I think everybody's liking it. People are loving the cast. There's been good drama. There's a lot of things that have been set up that still could turn out you know, poorly, but there's a lot of things going on in the air right now, and it looks like it is going to be a really interesting run. We are now through the pre-merge episodes. We got the merge coming up next week, but on the podcast today, we're going to be joined by the person that was voted off of the show, this is your last spoiler alert. Uh, pause it if you haven't listened to, or if you haven't watched the episode yet and want to not be spoiled. Uh, pause it now. Come back to the podcast. But yeah, coming up in a uh, few minutes, I'm going to be speaking with Lursa Torres, who was voted off. Uh, she is the person that kind of uh, you know was right at the the brink here. As we said, we went into this episode and uh, we were at seven and seven as far as David's versus Goliath's. And uh, with her leaving the game, she'll be the, the last person to leave before the merge. And she's also the final David to go out of the game before the merge, uh, giving the Goliaths that advantage, the 7-6 advantage. So I'm going to speak with her in a few minutes. I'm going to hit on a couple things first, though. And then at the end of this podcast, we'll kind of take a look forward into the merge, maybe look at who is uh, set up the best uh like normal episodes of the people who listen to this podcast, uh, hopefully religiously, that'd be cool. Uh, I'm going to be talking a little bit more heavy on the back end of this podcast instead of the front. Usually I do like a little bit longer in-depth recap, then we go into the interview, and then it's like a short kind of, hey, looking forward to next week. This week it's going to be a little bit shorter of a recap, and then it's going to be a little bit longer on the back end as we kind of try to look, again, look ahead, uh, make some predictions possibly, look at some of the players that we think might go the distance it's that time i mean again we're halfway through and we're hitting the merge so yeah so real quick i just want to talk about you know realityt.com is where you can find my recap that's uh, i appreciate everybody who follows me there and finds this podcast there in the podcast i or i'm sorry in the article this week i did hit on the the fact that you know a lot of people it was surprising to me how many people still were giving natalie hell last week for not giving her jacket to Angelina when I had the total exact opposite reaction of that watching it. I thought I was appalled that Angelina would, would ask for her jacket and have no tact whatsoever. I thought it said nothing about Natalie. I wouldn't have given anybody my jacket. I mean, we're watching it on television, but she doesn't know that Angelina didn't just vote her off and then wants her jacket. And then we got confirmation this week that it was all a ruse. She said in her vote, I'm tossing this vote to Lursa in hopes that I can score your jacket. I mean, that's just pretty low and awful, and I was so happy to see that the rest of the tribe responded that way. But uh, on the, my comment sections on Reality T and other places that I post my Survivor stuff, I was getting a lot of the opposite feedback. People that were really couldn't believe Natalie did that, or this really shows Natalie's character by not giving this poor, shivering soul her jacket. And I, and I just couldn't believe that that was what people thought. So again, it was comforting to me to watch this episode, see that it was a ruse by Angelina, and then see that the others took it the same way I did. You know, Mike and Lursa and Nick all thought that this act showed Angelina's true colors, and it did. 
She didn't get her jacket, uh, but she did expose herself as a pretty, you know, nasty player. And I think she, you know, and, and don't get me wrong, I like I like all the characters on Survivor, villains, heroes, and everything in between. But it's pretty clear to me that Angelina has quickly become one of the villains of the season. Uh, even if you think it's a crime that she's wearing uh, those those tight pants that they make her wear, that's uh, casting makes her wear, I should say. Uh, I got a lot of comments about her pants too <laughs> on a lot of my sites, but uh, whether or not that's a crime, she's definitely uh, doing villainous things with this jacket and just kind of the way that they portrayed her last night. She kind of put Jeff in her place even at one point, Jeff Probst during Tribal, and uh, she's one of the few, uh, dare I say, unlikable players in the game right now. Most everybody else you're kind of rooting for. Or you know, they have some kind of value that you're kind of watching them, you know, play the game with. So, you know what? I don't know. What do people think of Angelina? Let me know. What do you guys think of her after this app? Clearly, Mike thought it was in his best interest to keep her around, keep uh, looking kind of more at the bigger picture, which you got to give him credit for doing that. He really thought it was more important to have the Goliaths stay together than, you know, to kind of do a personal thing. Plus, the just the appearance of that. You know, the fact that they would have lost two Goliaths, then they would merge. Mike would have been the only Goliath over there uh, that survived, and he'd have some explaining to do to the other Goliaths, and he definitely would have had a target on his back. So Mike made the right decision for his game. Uh, for those fans of Lursa, though, it was not cool to see her go, and uh, that's that. We're going to talk to her, though, right now. Let's get into that interview right now. You can find all of my stuff. I'm a movie critic. I'm a Rotten Tomatoes approved movie critic. I'm a national film critic for Access.com. I'm on television in Detroit on two different shows and two different networks. And you can follow all my stuff at Tom Santilli on Twitter. That's where I post all my movie reviews and everything else. Again, you can find me on Rotten Tomatoes, too. It's a quick way to go and kind of check out all my grades and see what I think of everything. But in general, uh, if you're wanting to follow this podcast and follow some other things, you can do that too. You can also, of course, find this on Podbean and iTunes. And please also consider donating. If you like this podcast, look, uh, I'm doing this on my free time right now. I'm not getting paid to do this podcast. We don't have sponsors. I've been doing this for a while, kind of as a hobby. Then I started doing it more seriously the last couple years. I interviewed Rob Sestronino, by the way, when he just was starting Rob Has a Podcast. He was very grateful to have me on the podcast. I was actually a guest on the podcast. He was on my podcast. He was. We were, like, at the same level. I didn't really try to do anything with mine. Now he's, like, this big guru, you know, survivor, know-it-all, and everything else. Uh, but, look, guys, I've been around for quite a while. And if you like the podcast want to keep have it go, you know, continue to go into the future, please, please, please consider donating you can go to patreon.com, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash film survivor. You can donate as little as a dollar a month uh, to support the content that you like, which is hopefully this podcast. So please do that if you do care about that. I do appreciate it. And without further ado, here is my interview with Lursa. Hi. Hey, Lursa. How's it going? Good, good. Going great. <laughs> how's uh, how's the press day been going? How, how how's the the feedback and everything going? It's it's been good. I there's always people that don't like you, but it's fine. I mean, it's life. You not everybody likes you, but I have received more positive energy and positive feedback than negative, so that's great. Well, I wanted to start there because I found it kind of weird this season that 
you know, uh, a lot of people kind of targeted you right off the bat and, and used words like, you know, you were weak and things like that, where I think that you're ever anything, anything but weak. Um, you seem like a very strong individual. Why do you think that people were saying that about you? What do you think it was about you that made them think that you were weak? I think, I think on the first day I put the target on me when, when they chose me, they put a little bit of the target, choose the weakest. So it was like, hmm, the other ones that are strong, they choose the weakest. And then I go and open my mouth. I'm tiny and I'm chunky. Hello, people. <laughs> so I think I, I took part on people underestimating me. Okay. But I don't think I did that on challenges. Like, yeah, I wasn't first. I mean, I'm not Johnny. Mm-hmm. Not Johnny Mundo. Hello. <laughs> but I, but I'm, I'm not the worst one either. I never saw myself being a liability in the challenges. Yes, maybe we weren't the first at some point of the challenge, but it was never me the one that caused the challenges. And you received votes, you know, at every tribal that you showed up to, you you got at least two or, you know, two votes or so. Um, do you think people were voting you out because of that image that, that that they had created that you were like the weakest one or do you think that it was more like other reasons? Like why do you why do you think you were continuously targeted? I think it was that. I think it was the weak part because I was I was not I was not bad to live at camp with. I was helping around. I was bringing every single day at the Davis. I went out and brought like tiny crafts for us to eat. So I was providing for my tribe, and they needed wood. I would go there and get wood. I would get water. So I think it was it was some people that couldn't get. Maybe I was. They saw that I could form bonds with people that were honest and in the long run that's also not a good thing because (laughs) hey she's social this is a social game so she might you know make really great connections and if she goes to the end people will like her because she's likable and they will vote for her so I think that my social game was really strong and that's why they were trying to say oh she's weak yeah. to find an excuse for me to be voted out. Sure. Well, and I wanted to ask you about that too. The the whole the scene that we saw last night where it appeared that like Angelina and Mike had kind of approached you to see if you would vote, you know, vote out Nick. And you you pretty much were straightforward and told them, you know, what you were doing. And you kind of said at Tribal that that's the kind of person that you are outside of the game, that's the kind of person you are inside of the game. Um which is great and honorable, but for anybody who watches Survivor, um, usually that strategy is really hard to go far with. Do you agree with that? Yes. After after seeing how it went through, I should have told Angelina whatever she wanted to hear, and then when we merge, I'll do my thing, girl. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 that was my my flaw. I stick to my people. I stick loyal to the people I swore loyalty to. Mm-hmm. And I mean, after coming from a previous tribal and I'm the target because you want something from me and you're not valuing me, how am I about to trust you? Mm-hmm. Like, if you will have been straightforward and told me, hey, I want your jacket. If you leave, take it. I have no attachment to the jacket. <laughs> but, but now you're seeing me as not a person, but why you can get material from me. Right. So yeah, I'm not willing to work with you. I feel I feel hurt, and you should not let your emotions carry on on this game, but we're humans, and it happens. Seeing uh, how, you know, on television too, we saw that, you know, we see the Rockstar Alliance, or whatever they're calling it, you know, with Nick and Mike. Do you feel like 
had you have said whatever Angelina wanted to hear at, at that moment, do you really think that they would have <clears throat> wanted to work with you to vote out Nick, or do you think that they were probably going to gun for you regardless? I think I should have I should have told her what she wanted to hear to stay in the game. I was never going to vote Nick. Probably maybe she was a little bit nicer about the whole situation. I would have voted with them and then started thinking like, yeah, it's a game. I have to do this. But what you didn't saw is that I have I have my own alliance with Mike. We mm. we had also a name. <laughs> it was the Rainbow Coalition. <laughs> and, awesome. Yeah, and I was I was pretty close with Mike, and I know that he was in a really tough position last night because we had a bond, an honest personal bond. Sure. And if he votes me out, he's going to be bombed because we we're really connected out there. And he, he, if he votes out Angelina, he puts a bigger target on his back because the Goliaths are going to be mad at him. Mm-hmm. So I, I, it's a game and I understand that. With that being said, were, were you still most uh, stung by Nick at Tribal Council or by Mike then? Can you repeat the question? Sorry. Yeah, like, uh, who did you feel most betrayed by then? What, what did you, because you had that alliance with Mike, did you feel more betrayed by him, or did you feel more betrayed by Nick? By Nick, obviously, because we 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 come from like, you know, from the beginning, you know. So I'm trusting. I trust Mike. I really like Mike, but I'm counting on you, bro. I mean, <laughs> we were Davids. And, and I get it. You were in that position that you want to play more and stay in the game. I get it. But why couldn't you split the votes and then let fate run what happens tonight? Sure. You know, so I felt a little bit betrayed by Nick. I'm so over it. I was so over it. As soon as they vote me out, mm-hmm. I was so over it. The game is done. What, I, what I'm going to do, I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. I, I can't do anything to go back. If, if I could, I have to be on the show but i i can't reverse anything was it difficult seeing how close you were to making the merge knowing that you got voted out right before that yeah i think that was the status part i think that being the two most the three most maybe four sorry four worst position to be voted out is being the first one because mm-hmm. nobody's gonna remember you <laughs> at all right the vote before the merge because man you were so close you were like almost at the finish sure. have the run and you get cut out uh-huh. the first one of the merge because man you made the merge uh-huh. and now you have to sit in the jury yeah. and see this from from afar and you're not playing playing right. although at the end you have all the power and then the the, the person that's for the, the 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 previous to the third eliminated yeah. because man you were this close <laughs> Sure. So, yeah, I think that my my I really wanted to make the merge. I know that's the first goal of a lot of people make the merge. Sure. So, I was really bummed out. Well, and it would have been extra special for you because you had survived so many tribal councils where people were targeting you, you know, so it would have it, you would kept surviving and holding on by a thread and it, it would have just been that much cooler for you to have made it to that point. Yeah, and what people didn't know is that I, I, I know I said that my training was not showering and looking at animals at Petco. I really trained for individual stuff. I did a lot of balancing on yoga block. I have, like, really tiny feet, so those challenges and you have to balance, like, by a, like, a little piece of wood, I would have rocked that shit out, man. <laughs> but you guys didn't get to see that. I was going to strive on the, on the individual challenges, maybe not win immunities, mm-hmm. but I was going to not do bad at them. Um, what 
would your plans had been had you made the merge? I mean, would you have kind of been strong to all the Davids at that point? Would you really have wanted to go far with Mike? Uh, what 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 did you plan to do had you made the merge? I I was gonna go back to Elizabeth for sure. She was my main girl. Mm-hmm. She was my sister. So I was gonna keep working with her, and I was willing to keep working with Mike too from the Goliath. I didn't know the rest of the Goliath. They all seem like really awesome people, but I was willing to work first with the Davids. That was the mindset, like, I'm a David. I'm going to work with these people. But if they make really good offers to me, mm-hmm. I was going to play to whomever wanted to play with me because I'm seen as the weakest person mm-hmm. and something, someone that can be disposable because I, I'm not a threat. So I was willing to work with anybody that wanted to work with me and Elizabeth. Sure. With... Uh... With the Goliath tribe, who would you have? Who did you feel like was the biggest threat or target? Like, who do you feel like you would have been wanting to gun at, gun for right away? Uh, to be honest, I think Angelina, and it, okay. it has nothing nothing to do with the jacket. She is a very smart person. Mm-hmm. She's very strategic, and she said it on the first day. She was willing to do anything. <laughs> To get to the finals, and that's the person that it's more threat to everybody. That's mm-hmm. the first person you need to take out because she's willing to play, play hard, and do whatever it takes. Did that surprise you? I mean, knowing that you knew that all about her, did the whole jacket thing surprise you? Even last night when we saw that, like you know, the prior week she had voted for you, and you know, she says clearly that I'm just throwing this vote for you so I could try to get your jacket, Natalie. Like, did that reveal um, even more of a villainous nature than you thought she was capable of? Of course. Of course. You you see this person that is willing to vote someone out to get a jacket because you're cold. That is, <laughs> sorry, that is petty. And outside of the game, she's a very sweet person. But inside of the game, to me, it says a lot. Mm-hmm. Like you're willing to weigh more on something material that I know, I know it's needed. But why are you not valuing the person of what I can bring to your game? You know, it, yeah. it said to me, it said a lot, a lot of how how she was playing and how 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 far she was willing to go to achieve her goals. I always think it's fascinating to to you know to know that you guys play the game and then several months go by and then you you watch it unfold on television. Uh, watching it back, sometimes you can pick up on stuff that you didn't know when you were out there. Um, what was the biggest? What are some of the biggest surprises? Uh, would you say for you watching the show back? Uh, like which pre- people surprised you, or what other surprises were there? I was very aware of what was going on at all times. People thought I was not playing the game or that I waited to tribal to play the game. I knew everything that was going on. I knew the day David got his idol, he found it, I knew it. Mm. I saw it. I told Elizabeth, Elizabeth, David has the idol. And she's like, no, I don't think so. I'm like, I saw it. We went to to find the idol before the swap. As a tra- as David, let's try to find it. David was the only person that was not doing like any kind of searching because he had it. Mm-hmm. I knew that Meg was a lawyer even before it was 
he came out on the game because the way he spoke. So I was very aware of what was going on around with everybody. Mm. What I didn't know is that Nick had alliances with every single person <laughs> and had names for it. And I call him, I'm like, bro, you didn't have a name for me. What the heck happened there? <laughs> right. So well, I was pretty aware of the whole situation, even though people thought I was not. There's a good question for you. What would your what's a good tribe or what's a good alliance name for you and Nick had you had had one? Um maybe the Kentoricans because he's from Kentucky <laughs> and I'm from Puerto Rico. I'm Puerto Rican, he's Kentonian or whatever you name people from Kentucky. So go. the Kentoricans. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I wish I would have t- taken off. We'll get the hashtag going. Um, no, oh, Larissa, that would be great. Larissa, no, that was su- uh, super cool to be able to talk to you. I was sorry to see you go last night. I uh, wish you the best of luck moving forward. Thank you so much. Thank all you right. so much for this opportunity to talk to you. Oh, no problem at all. Take care. Okay. Bye. Bye. Well, there it is. I hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Larissa. She's a good character. I mean, I think she's got a lot of personality. And again, you know, she could have done a lot more in the game. Uh, but she was fighting that, you know, that weak persona that everybody kind of put on her. Uh, and then she just honestly just said, too, that, you know, she kind of embraced it, thinking that that would make her more of an underdog, which it did, but it also backfired on her a little bit. So if you hear dogs barking or kids running around, that's because this is what happens when you podcast from your home office on a day where your two-year-old is here, as well as your dogs. So, uh you might hear that. I just heard some dogs barking, but I don't know if you did. Anyway, <laughs> enough about me. Let's go on to uh, what do you guys think of this season then as we get into this merge? We're down to 13 players. We know we have seven Goliaths, six uh, Davids. On the David tribe, we're down to Carl. We got Christian, everybody's favorite Christian. We got Davy. We got Elizabeth. We got Gabby. We got Nick. That's it, everybody. That's it over there. Uh, Carl and Elizabeth have shown that they don't really click all that well. Uh, on the other hand, we see Christian and Gabby are super tight. Nick seems really tight uh, into that mix of people. So it's going to be interesting to see who is targeted. I mean, clearly we saw Angelina looking to target Christian. And that just shows you even more how dangerous Angelina is in the game. I mean, most people are going to, uh, you know, when... Everybody's talking about Angelina as not only the villain, but, you know, as Larissa said in this interview, she's very savvy in the game, and she's very strategic. She's willing to do anything. So when she sees Christian as the first person she needs to get out of the game, that just tells you a lot about Christian. Christian is that kind of player, though. I mean, he's so likable. He's so uh, charming in, in his geeky way that it'll be interesting to see if people get on board with him and don't want to blindside him or if that's the exact reason why they should. Uh, it would be lovely to watch Kristen, Christian and Gabby go deep in the game. That's kind of who I'm rooting for, I, although I do think Nick's a good player. You know, we just saw a side of Elizabeth this last week I didn't really like with her with the whole betting thing. Like, I get it, but it's clearly, you know, she's not able to, uh, you know, keep it in, and that isn't a good sign on Survivor. You know, we got Davey. He still got has an idol. Carl's throw him into the mix. The winner very well might come from the Goliath tribe. You know, we're going to see, uh, well, as we run through who's left, we got Alec. We have Allison, who we haven't seen a ton of this season, but we did see her get close to Gabby this past episode. 
We have Angelina, everybody's been talking about. You got Dan. He's got two idols in his pocket. He thinks he's returning into a showman's with Kara. Maybe that's true. Maybe it isn't. Uh, you got John, the old pro wrestler there. I said, oh, that don't mean. That was more like a term of affection, term of endearment. But anyway, we got John Hennigan. That's uh, Mr. Slamtown or whatnot. You got Mike White. And he now is the oldest man in the game, 47. That's the age group we're dealing with here, guys. What's going to happen over here? Are the Goliaths going to just unite and get back together and be all hunky-dory? The Brochachos seems like a real thing, you know? So we got in that, we got, you know, Alec and John and Christian. You got Nick and Mike working together. All kinds of different things are going to come to fruition. And then coming back to Carl, as uh, we mentioned Carl earlier on the David Tribe, you got Carl who also has that idle nullifier. Will it come into play? We shall see. What do you guys think? I mean, if I had to go out on a limb, again, I, I feel like Gabby is an interesting one because she's kind of under the radar now that she's made the merge. Uh, we also have, you know, I think that it's going to be harder for people like Christian, people like Davey. People are going to start targeting them. Carl isn't doesn't seem to have the social prowess yet to like win a vote at the end of the game uh so i'd like to see a little bit more from carl as we go on the stretch uh nick is a guy that could win i mean he's kind of situated nicely with some allies on both sides of the of the of the, of the game maybe nick's a guy that wins those that saw some of the preseason uh hoopla with alec and kara are kind of assuming that they don't make it to the end but who knows just because they broke survivor protocol by posting a photo of themselves way before the cast was announced. Uh, it shows that they are probably friends, as all of the cast probably is after they get out of the season. But on the other side of things, I mean, I feel it hard. I mean, Dan's already being targeted. Yes, he has two idols. He's in a massive position of power, but that's the exact reason why you feel like he's probably going to get blindsided at some point, right? I mean, he can't go that far. On the other hand of things... Gosh, again, Allison doesn't seem to be getting that kind of edit that of, of somebody that wins the game. Angelina, I don't think is going to make it, and people aren't going to like her if she does. John's a guy that could win. I mean, talk about individual challenge beast. Here you got a pro wrestler. you got a guy who's well-liked socially, and uh, his personality is so is so good that it just he doesn't seem like he's the kind of guy that people are going to want to target until it's too late where he can put it on his own back and get through to the end. And then you have Mike White. Is anybody gunning for Mike? It will come into play at some point that people know that he's a filmmaker and they know that he probably doesn't need the million. That's going to come into play with Mike White. That's why I would make maybe mark him down a little bit. But So on the Goliath side of things, I mean, Dan, John, those are my two picks, I think, on that side. And Nick on the other. If Christian makes it to the end, I mean, clearly him or Gabby could possibly win. That's my ramblings on the cast. What do you guys think? Check me out every week on realitytea.com. I apologize again for this noise at the end of this podcast. It doesn't happen too often where I have the baby, but I have him today. No, he's not running around wild upstairs on his own. Uh, his his papa is up there with him. So, Anyways, a little glimpse into my uh, my life here in making this podcast. 
want to also tell everybody about my movie stuff, as I always do, please watch Movie Show Plus. It's a great show. It's a half-hour TV show that airs in Detroit, all over the place. It's on Sundays at 10.30 on TV20. And uh, it's also available online to anybody. It's not really a local show. It's all about movies. We have celebrity interviews this week on the show. We have interviews with Tyler Perry, uh, Tiffany Haddish, Whoopi Goldberg, Melissa McCarthy, uh, Richard E. Grant, and movie reviews with me, all kinds of different stuff. Uh, If you love movies, it's a great show to watch and just check out. So please do, movieshowplus.com. You can watch full episodes. We also have a YouTube channel. You can check that out as well. Read my reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. Just uh, You can go there, search the critics list, look for Tom Santilli, and find all my movie reviews on the National Film Critic for Access.com. And uh, that'll do it, guys. Uh, let me know your thoughts on the episode. Check out my stuff. Please donate if you feel obliged at patreon.com forward slash film survivor. As low as a dollar a month, you can get some free stuff, guys. Well, I call it free, but by donating, you can win some stuff, I should say. That'll be all. That'll do it for this week. I appreciate all of your support. We will see you next week. I'm going to be in Vegas next week, so it's going to sound kind of weird again. You might hear some slot machines in the background. I'm going to be in Vegas all of next week. I'll be there to watch the episode, and I will also be there to do my exit interview, as usual. So that'll be then. We'll see you then. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.